The following content is being recorded on a Monday night, so you know we need these drinks. <laughs> Start the show. Tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you. Further proof, man. Happy hour can come at any time. Happy hour comes when you need it. And sometimes when you want it. But definitely when you need it. Absolutely. Everybody needs some form of happy hour in their life. It doesn't need it doesn't have to be alcohol. It's recommended. Yes. But whatever form of self care uh that you can do for an hour or two, uh in an emergency clutch to just unwind, that needs to that that needs to happen in your life, and hopefully you're listening to us while it happens. Mm. Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weekend foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am still D Randall, and ladies and gentlemen, we about to we about to for the first time we about to have Jello shots on the show. We're having fucking jello shots on this show courtesy of my co-worker who remain unnamed um i'm not going to say that she gifted them to the show sure i gifted myself these jello shots <laughs> and they are they are now part of this show um you cannot see them one is blue one is green um oz has never tasted these before i have not i had the fortune or misfortune of tasting these on Friday, I believe. Gotcha. Or gotcha. Saturday. Whenever I taste them. Saturday, I think. Um, oh, so they've had some time to ferment. Oh, uh, yeah. And cool. um, what I will tell you is that this first one, this blue one that we're blue. going to take first. Blue is first. Uh, it has some type of gin and some other stuff in it. Lovely. Um, you know, just take a, just take a, hit the aroma Ooh. first. Okay. Um, okay. And then just throw it back. Oh yeah, clears you right up. I say, goddamn! <laughs> All right, that is a jello shot. Not to be outdone. I'm back in college with this bitch. Not to be outdone, sir. Since we're already here, we're already here. The second one, which is a green one. Do not open it yet. Okay, all right. I was about to say, we're not opening it yet, right? No, we're about to take it. Okay. All right, all right. But um, this is not an Incredible Hulk. This one contains absinthe. Ooh. And when you open it, you will immediately notice the distinct licorice smell. Yes. All right. Okay. So much like the other one, with no fear in your heart. No fear. You just gonna take this bitch. Let's fucking do it. And throw it back. Let's go. I apologize for anything that he says or does from this point on. Ah. Oh man. This it's college and pajama jams all over again. That is, um, my goodness. 
Oh boy, that's how you start a fucking podcast in, in about three minutes. Ah! You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna see him sinking just a little bit. It's gonna start anyway. How was yes, your week? Sir. Yes, sir. How was your week, man? My week, my week was fucking crazy, and the weekend was even more bullshit. Um, we did have a holiday party. It was our last holiday party um, in the life of our. Uh, Vocation of the life of the store. Uh, mm. um, it is. It was kind of a. It, we we went out of our way to not make it a sad time. Uh, it was definitely a drunken time. Um, and it just you don't come by a a culture of kindness and family. I'm talking about the people I work with, not the company. Fuck the <laughs> company can kind of suck a dick at this point. Um, you don't come across a culture of people that actually love and respect each other, even when they're pissing each other off, and get along, and want to be in each other's presence every day, uh, the way my crew has, and I think we're all definitely going to miss it. We're not going to, I mean, we're going to keep in touch and we're going to still kick it or whatever, but we're definitely going to miss being able to come to work with people that we give a fuck about. Mm. Um, that does not happen every day. I think everybody out there can attest to that. Um, but um, also in my week, I'll ask you about your week in a moment. No, my week doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. Actually, a lot happened in my week that I just I can't really talk about. But okay, okay, fair enough. But yeah, um, I will say um, also that I feel I'm starting to feel like I'm being gentrified out of the OnlyFans economy. I, I I'm really starting to feel like you know like like digitally gentrified. I feel like I'm being priced out of the OnlyFans economy. Really? I do, man. It feels like you it feels like you looked up and all of a sudden all of a sudden, you know, chicks started knowing they worth and shit. Mm. And chicks that you followed on Instagram from day one, all of a sudden you go on you go on OnlyFans and they want twenty five they want twenty four ninety nine a month. Ooh. You know It's a commitment. That's a commitment. That's a That's more than Netflix. That's a relationship, man. There's obligations with that. Twenty five dollars a month for nudes? That's more than Netflix. That's more than Hulu. That's more than the Disney Plus <laughs> full package. Full package with <laughs> all three Hulu channels and ESPN, nigga. So that's a lot of content that you're gonna have to provide for twenty four ninety nine a month. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. She, uh, Malaya Michelle, ought to jump out of the uh, jump out of the computer. And give me a lap dance for twenty five ninety nine a month. She's just basically gonna have to turn the camera on and be nude twenty four seven. We like I, that's my God, that's Harwin prices. That's oh yeah. I feel like I'm being gentrified out. Um, that content just ain't for me at this point. Um, and there are some people that still hold down the that still hold down the lower end of the economy. They know who they are. Shout out to y'all. Um, and y'all just got to know a whole lot about my browser history. So, episode 72. Let's go. Um, 
I'm gonna just jump into my human zane shit because I had a whole other thing that I was gonna rant about this week. <clears throat> but some shit happened at the last minute mm. that caught my attention. What happened? I'm in suspense now. That we have to have a real family meeting about. Oh man. Um if you can hear the sound of my voice. No, I'm gonna get to that in a second. I'm gonna tell you what happened first. So, right before the holiday party, uh, gin and coke, y'all, gin and coke, yeah. uh, or uh, rum and coke, excuse me. Yeah. Um, right before the holiday party, I received a notice in my inbox. Uh, not necessarily addressed to the Opinions While Black inbox, but it was Opinions While Black Business. I considered it. And <laughs> it was from somebody who has, uh, I'm not going to put their name out there. Who has uh, booked me in the past? Mm. Who has been to my gigs in the past, and kind of knows who I am and what the brand is about? True. Um, she hit me and said, "My podcast. I'm bringing my podcast back out of hiatus. Oh, congrats! Congrats to con- congrats to them for that." And said, you definitely have to come on. Mm, that's honor. Think yeah. cool. Thanks highly of you. I like you know, I, I like I like coming on people's podcasts. Yeah, you're doing your thing. You know, you've been you've been at it for a couple years. You you know, you're a rising star. Making the oh, see, look at you. Look at look you. At <laughs> see, there you go. You I'm, know I'm making the rounds. You're making the rounds, man. And so I was like, cool. And then goes on to say I'll even discount your interview fee. Hmm? I stopped. I stopped. Can, re- can you repeat that? It said, and I'm quoting, I'll discount your interview fee, wink emoji. I'll discount your interview fee. I'm, I'm running that back in my head a few times. I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Implying... That I would have to pay a fee to come on their show and be interviewed about what's going on with me. Wait, I reach out to you. Yes. And invite you to my show. Correct. But then I inform you. Yes. As part of my invitation. Yes. That you will pay me for the honor of being on my show. That I asked you to be on. Correct. Okay. So, mm. <clears throat> I ran this by a couple of people. You really didn't have to run it by anybody. But, well, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to feel like I was ju- I was flying off the handle. In my personal initial response, my initial reaction. Now, I have not responded. I left this person on red. <laughs> Uh, they will remain on red. Nice. And I say that to say to a lot of people, um, because this we're taking this pod thing to the next level. It's going to be a good year for Opinions While Black going towards uh, episode 100. And I feel like I have to have a real sit down with you people. And go forward and talk about a couple of things that need to be talked about as content creators. 
We definitely need to talk about this. So everybody get in the huddle, take a knee. Um, if you know any content creators, get them in the huddle. Uh, Hoteps, you niggas too. Silence your phones. Silence your phones. Put your phones face down on the table. That's the universal sign of I'm yeah. listening and involved in what you're saying. Yes. Um, so, okay. First of all, let me say, going forward, I'm saying it here on my content so it can be official and there can be no two buts about it. If you hit me about a thing that you want me to be on, at the at the bare minimum, I will not be paying for <laughs> a what the kids call a bitch ass thing. Wow. I will not be paying you anything for something you invited oh. me to. If I was a if if we were going on a date and you asked me on the date. This is what I'm taking from what black women say. <laughs> and you asked me on the date. And you were not paying. And and you make me pay for things on the date. No, you pay for the date. I pay for the date. I'm within my rights to tell you to suck my dick. I'm, Or really, excuse me, to tell you to fuck off. Because there will be no fucking nor sucking. Uh, you will not be getting the, you will not be getting the pussy from Oz. So, um, with that said, you you don't get to see a red goddamn cent from me. Nope. Yep. Can not. Go ahead. What what you got? Can I can I conduct just a quick two question interview with you? Go for it. Let's do it. All right. All right. This, um, this one's on the house, guys. Okay, this one, the, <laughs> just to be clear, I'm not charging for this. Right, right, right. right. Um, what you got? Do you, in fact, do you, in fact, have a podcast? I do. You do? I do. And you've been doing this for a little while, I presume. You've had... This is year two. How many episodes? This is 72. So you've done this at least 72 times. That's over, correct. Over the span of a couple years. Okay. Um... What do you need to pay for in regards to getting on someone else's podcast? It should be nothing. Not a black ass thing. Because and first, and second of all, this shit is on Block Talk Radio. How much? How much? None. There's no overhead for Block Talk Radio. How much do we charge our guests? None. Nothing. Nothing. We charge them nothing. Nothing. And nothing. We, and we invite them to we be We invite on the show. them and we make sure they want for nothing. And oftentimes we well, all the time we provide drink. We provide drinks, food, snacks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Ariel did Uber Eats on our ass at one time. She That's, did. <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm a little I'm just a little confused about what the business model is for having a show but then inviting other people who already have I want to know what the fucking overhead is. The thing is, this person's plat this, this person is bringing their platform back from hiatus, whereas you have been active. 
doing numbers. Why the fuck are you paying them when you are more active than they are? I don't know. And that's another thing. Let me find... And that was the other thing that I had to consider. I was like, let me find out I'm doing bigger numbers than them. They want me to pay for some shit. Fuck off. That was the other thing about it. Okay, so I... And I ran this by a few people. Like I said, I ran this by a few people. Apparently, this is a conversation that is going on. Ain't nobody paying for this shit. Nobody's paying for... This is a conversation that's going on. And... About people charging for interviews and people charging to be on somebody's fucking podcast. I don't understand how it's a conversation that's happening past uh, how much and suck my dick. My name is Damien Randall. I will never pay your bitch ass to be on anything that you are on. Fuck you. That you invited me to. Fuck off. That you came to me for. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck you. And we have to have a talk about this because we have to have a talk about when you are doing pocket, when you're creating content and you invite somebody onto your content, you are inviting them on because you know that they, from their unique mind and from their unique um, worldview, are going to offer additional content. Correct. To spice up the existing content. Look, man. And so, with that said, they're doing you a favor. If anything, you should be paying them. Look look no further than Craig Lindsay. We are indebted to Craig Lindsay for his contributions to this program. You are goddamn right. How the fuck we look like charging him? Charging him to make our shit better for us. Um, Craig Lindsay has put D. Randall in the paper. Fuck y'all. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? That's what the fuck I'm talking about. We got... Um, free publicity for the first meet and greet. Right? And that wasn't like a deal we entered into or anything. It was just, he wrote, he was writing an article about shit that was going on that weekend. One of those. Yep. And he said, you know, if you ain't doing shit Friday, come through to the Opinions Wild Black meet and greet. They're gonna record their 50th episode and and then go get fucked up. You out here talking about, I'm gonna Discount your interview fee. Discount your interview fee. Discount these nuts. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of here. And and we have to, and the reason we have to talk about this like this and we have to take this seriously is because we as black podcasters, one of the things one of the things that I want to do to contribute in this field that has so graciously allowed me to be a part of it is I want to find new ways to unite black podcasters in a manner where it's not dog eat dog out here and you know you can you can count on us to give you quality content and put you on to quality content and let and let me say i'm just i'm gonna say this very constructively because i've been a little i've been a little um abrasive in the last few remarks in all seriousness um everyone is podcasting now Everybody. For, for most people, it costs almost nothing to podcast. Anybody can do it. Um, it's really about you having a voice and you doing what, what makes you uniquely you. If you are out there podcasting and you have an inclination of trying to nickel and dime people um, to create content on your shit, let me just, I'm just going to be honest with you. You will fail. If you want to generate some type of income stream, 
talk to advertisers or, or, or talk to people who are specifically paying to advertise in your program or whatever. Don't try to get over on people who are, who are providing content to your shit. You will fail. Generate your audience. Generate an audience. Yep. Generate a following. Generate something that makes you and your brand worthwhile. Take that to advertisers. Correct. And if you have done the work, if you've done the groundwork, if you're out there beating the pavement, getting people onto your shit, you will prosper. The advertisers will see that and they will see your worth. Sell merch. Sell merch. All of that lends to building your brand and what your name is worth to advertisers. You will not you will not prosper on having people pay to appear on your shit. I'm just gonna let you know now. Do the fucking work. Do the work. This pyramid scheme shit? Oh, excuse me. Multi-level marketing shit? Bullshit. Fuck out of here. Fuck out. That's all this is. It's some more multi-level marketing to make your guests do your groundwork for you. Fuck you. That's a bum-ass bag to be chasing. You ought to think more of yourself than to be chasing that bum-ass bag. You a bum. You a bum for chasing that bag. That's a bum-ass bag. Stop chasing these bum-ass bags. Enhance your worth and the quality of your product. And then you will prosper. I guarantee you will see what Cuba Gooding Jr. referred to as the Quan. <laughs> I promise you that. Enhance your product Maintain a good name. Maintain a good name is uh, maintaining a good name does not involve being in motherfuckers' pockets all the time. Maintain a quality product. Give quality content. Maintain a good name out here. Do right by people, and I will show you the Quan. I will show you the promised land. Dead ass. Stop. Stop looking for a bum ass bag. That's some bum ass shit and it's nasty. I've Do already, the work. I've already said it, Joe. Quit trying to take shortcuts. Do the work. Song of the week, man. God, I am I'm already drunk. Those two shots. Blocka, blocka. And I have really been sipping away at this fucking uh uh fucking rum and coke. Uh I told y'all he was going to get fucked up quick. Song of the fucking week, bro. Um, so, I, you know, one of my one of my favorite movies, you know, I love the Creed movies. Mm-hmm. Creed 2 was really good. It's, it, it's on cable right now. It's one of those where whenever it's on, when I come home, I'm going to sit there and watch it. Yep. Uh, on a side note, shout out to Wood Harris. Shout out to Wood Harris for keeping up for 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 fitting so so quickly into the old man bag. Yeah, how are you the old trainer now? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Avon Barksdale coming up in the world, bro. Came through. Shout out to Wood Harris. Um, but I did not realize that the Creed Two soundtrack went so fucking hard. It was kind of fire. Is fire, bro. Mike Will made it, did most of it. He curated it, yeah. Curated, he curated it. Um, and there was some hot, there was some fire joints. Of course, you know, Shea Butter Baby was on there. Of course, I'm definitely leaning right now. Yeah, you know, uh, that was where people really first started hearing Shea Butter Baby. Shout out to Ari Lennox, mm-hmm. uh, looking chocolatey and good on the gram today. Um, 
But there was a great song on there with uh, Gunna. Gunna. Mike Will made it. And uh, the always lovely and talented Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know she was really singing on that on yeah. that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know she definitely fit right into that Janae whisper <laughs> whisper music bag. Yep. Um, and so uh, I've discovered this song randomly looking on the Creed soundtrack, looking for shit. I was actually looking for shit to train to because they have a version of a. Uh, DMX is uh, who we be, mm. where it's all like dramatic and there's yeah. like there's like little little sound bites of Rocky inspiring yeah. you and shit. Uh, but I randomly stumbled onto this. This is uh, the song of the week is Mike Will featuring Tessa Thompson and Gunna. It's called Midnight. Mm. Uh, so get comfortable. You definitely want to sip something to this. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Let's go. Let me, that's when I start to lose control. I just 
Tessa Thompson, Mike Will made it, yes. and Gunna. So nice. That's a that's a smooth ass little slow jam. What can she not do, man? I'm telling you, and, you know Tessa Thompson just fits good in just any little any old bag. Now she now she in the Janae Whisper Whisper music bag. <laughs> it, you know what? And real quick, I have to shout out shout out to Mark Fury who was on this podcast uh, some episodes ago. Um. The the big homie Mark Fury, Mister I Love Third Ward, one L three W, one L three W, holding it down for the hood. But I have to comment on something he said. Um, and this is this is not to blast him. This is lovingly. Uh, we don't blast guests. We charge him. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? I'll figure. We'll figure it out. Don't matter. Um. So Mark Fury, uh, he when he was talking about his review of the Summer Walker album, uh, he referred to it as typical millennial music. And I asked him what he meant by that. He was like, "Well, you know, whispering the trap beats, uh, like the little and shitting on niggas like the millennial girls do." I, I have to comment and I have to push back on it, and I didn't think about it at the time, but. <clears throat> Listening to this Tessa Thompson song, um, I had to. I came to an epiphany. We really have to stop shitting on the millennials for things that they picked up from previous generations, and from things that were really happening before them that they've only adopted and taken to the next level. Because whisper music did not start with, like. Janae and Summer Walker oh, and no. not by any means. It's been here, son. As a matter of fact, the Mount Rushmore of Whisper music. Oh, there's one. Oh, we got one. There's a Mount Rushmore. Okay, let's go. And how many was it? It was four. It was four niggas on Mount Rushmore, right? Right. right. Okay. The Mount Rushmore of Whisper music. Now, one is a millennial. Mm-hmm. Janae Iko. Got it. She's like the queen of that shit right now. She's because she's running that shit right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the other three okay. are all back in the gap. Hmm. Aaliyah. Definitely. Aaliyah was definitely whisper music. Janet Jackson. Oh, definitely. Janet Jackson's still whispering. Janet Jackson was whispering the shit out of getting no sleep. <laughs> and and the third one, the 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 queen, the queen mother. Mm. Sade. My goddess. Sade been running the whisper music game for years. For now, years of your bitch ass. Even if you want to make the make the argument that, oh, well, they weren't doing it to trap beats. Shit. Uh, Aaliyah. And Timbaland. Timbaland was basically year one trap beats. Yep. Like, he basically was the, the pioneer of what came to be trap beats. 
And when you get to Sade Love Deluxe, a lot of those, re- those remixes, man, those remixes were just... They Bulletproof were Soul fall, fits, fits oh. in very nicely with... Uh, Fits in very nicely with anything Janae is doing. Y'all ain't ready for that, man. Man, please get the fuck out of here. Uh, so yeah, I, I it, it, like I say, Mark Fury comes from a slightly older generation than myself. Um, so I always want to. One of the things I want to do on this show. I come from a much older generation. <laughs> so one thing I always want to do is unlearn some of this shit about us shitting on the millennials. Uh, for things that they only picked up from people that came before them. Um, honestly, you could. Well, I was gonna say you could maybe throw Anita Baker in the. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm, okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair God. enough. Don't y'all don't kill me. <laughs> um, uh, she had a couple of whispering joints. A couple, of, but she she had a, she had a, she she, she yeah. wasn't cornering that market. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, so what's going on this week, man? Um, oh. So I had a rough weekend, but one thing that got me through the whole weekend is Lil Boozy versus the Kappas. <laughs> Have you kept up with this shit? You you put me on to it, man. I did, I was completely oblivious. Boosie looks like he looks like he looks like like the second half of Benjamin Button and he just stopped. <laughs> like, this nigga looks like he was born old. And they were like, we ran out of money for the rest of the film. So you're just stuck like this. <laughs> God damn. So for those of you who don't know exactly what happened, Boozy Badass uh, was caught out there wearing a uh, Kappa Alpha Psi shirt. Uh, presumably from his brother. Like his brother is a Kappa, I believe. And presumably it was his brother's shirt. His brother okayed him wearing the shirt, whatever. Kappas on Twitter. Let me tell you something. Shimmy Twitter showed they ass. Candy cane Twitter. C- Candy cane Twitter lost they shit. Handkerchief twi- Twitter did not know what the fuck to do. <laughs> they melted the fuck down. It was like, we got to come see this nigga. Taper jeans Twitter is all <laughs> Boot cut Capri pants Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they definitely lost their shit, and they were, and they they got really upset um, because you know. Um, I just realized you said boot cut capris. God, damn. <laughs> God damn. it's true. They get them from the outlet store, from the old Navy outlet store. Um, so they definitely got really upset, and uh, they they were trying to drag Boozy, and they were talking about they were going to come see him, and everybody really dragged the Capos because. Um, this is and this is where the the long-standing uh, divide between collegiate frat niggas and hood niggas come into play. <laughs> I mean, this is a long-standing thing. Like if you watch School Days, it's very it's a very good example. Yes, of college niggas coming back to the hood, uh, trying to get something to eat. Samuel L. Jackson is on their shit. <laughs> uh, you know, so. Um, with this in mind, um, I'm trying to figure out why TMZ has this misleading picture of, I guess that's Malia Obama. Uh, who cares? Uh, who, yeah, who cares? Um, you know, one of them got a dude now. Hella African 
Pan-African looking nigga uh, too. It must be the young one because the older one likes white dudes. The tall one. Yeah. Yeah, the taller one's the younger one, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Know. Okay. Either way. Y'all ain't hitting neither one of them. I would say. It doesn't, <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Right, right. So, um, this is one of those things where... Michelle's still finding both of them. Michelle, the baddest. So, um, Boozy eventually apologized. Now, here's the thing. He, he, and everybody went with it because he really didn't have to apologize. Because he a grown man who don't know nothing about none of that shit. I would apologize for a motherfucking thing. And y'all ain't going to do shit when you see him. And y'all still going to be hot. Y'all still going to be stepping to wipe me down. And that was part of why he apologized to y'all dumbass. Because he, he looked on Twitter. Because, you know, Boozy's a real hood nigga. He doesn't know anything about that collegiate kappa shit. Right. So he looked on YouTube and saw that they basically just all they do is step to wipe me down. <laughs> to his shit. To his shit and support his shit. You know who else steps to wipe me down? Who's that? The AKAs. Oh! <laughs> just, I'm just, it's just a statement of fact. Just, just pointing I'm, out I'm not, things. I'm, I'm not saying anything other than a statement of fact. You were just saying things that take place. Um, And so... He said, basically, I see y'all. All y'all do is basically step to wipe me down. So he ain't I, getting his cut. Right, and, and he and he ain't getting this cut. So he said, I tell you what, I'll stop wearing the shirt if y'all teach me how to shimmy. <laughs> this was the funniest shit I have ever seen because the next the next IG lives was him trying to do the shimmy. That nigga say, oh, that's all right. Y'all ain't going to teach me. That nigga say, don't worry about it. I'm going to learn. Mm. It was dead ass looking at YouTube trying to learn how to fucking cap a shit me. This is the funniest shit I have ever seen in my fucking life. This is how we started off 2020, bro. He's too he's too homophobic to shimmy, y'all. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just y'all know. He, had, he had a few issues with some of the motions. That nigga say, y'all, 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 y'all be rubbing y'all hands, rubbing y'all thighs. <laughs> Oh man, this shit was hilarious. And then he got a real Kappa on IG Live to try to get him to show him how to shimmy. And that nigga can't show his face anymore. Whoever that nigga is, he can't go to national shit. He can't go to <laughs> national nothing. Every Greek picnic he at, he go, I'm telling you what's gonna happen, because I've seen it happen before. Um, you know, cause you know Euphonic is a Sigma. Okay. And um well, I'm not going to tell all his business, but it was definitely some niggas that disrespected the organization. Mm. And uh, they definitely saw him at a, they definitely saw this dude at a function. And when I tell you it was on site for him, for each one of the niggas online, mm. and it was one of them where they do the little dap up or whatever. Yep. And then they do that little strong man uh, chokehold. Hey, come here, man. Let me holler at you real quick, bro. Yeah. Come over here, man. Get the cut. Let me holler at you real quick, bro. Every time they see this nigga from IG Live, he got to take that L. He will take. He will get slid every time. Every single time, and you know, he can't be seen anymore. And, 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 and the bitch ass nigga talking about, man, you man, you should have told me you was gonna call me, man. I should. I, I had to get fresh. Got his fucking polo buttoned up all the way to the neck, nigga. Let's see, man. Look, I. With his little bum ass fit, with his little bum ass fitted cap. 
I, I had a I had a tumultuous relationship with the the Kappas. So in, did in I. College, and I won't go into too much detail. No, I'll say mine. Uh, I had a I had a long standing rivalry rivalry with bitch ass Billy Sorrells and his baby hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. Okay, yeah, they're um, yeah, they were they were hands. So they had to be hands thrown. You know, but it was it was a bunch of them and one of me. That's how that's how it always is. Ain't nobody five seven gonna talk to me any kind of way. And they did not win. They never do. They did not win. Niggas who don't niggas who dab the sweat on their forehead and don't wipe it, you know them niggas can't fight. Uh, These niggas got candy cane bow ties on, bro. And the ones at TSU, they used to have a swing set on the yard. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. They had the little grandma swing set from on the front porch. I rest my case. Niggas in a swing set. And ain't nobody 30 plus whose nickname is Climax. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna tell me he gonna run up on a nigga who beat a murder charge. You not. That is also true. Nigga, you add add K to everything. You not telling me you gonna run up on a real nigga. And, And not only that, this nigga got niggas who got guns. You probably know bloods. Kappas don't fire. Kappas don't fire guns. I'm gonna make y'all take all that red off. All of it. Strip, nigga. Just like DMX and Belly. Have y'all niggas have that nigga in the corner counting money, butt ass. Have y'all niggas eating Barclay bit bookies. <laughs> 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 oh shit. And, and and gonna still wear y'all shit. <laughs> gonna wear your shit actually. Whoop your ass and shimmy on you. And the only reason, and the only reason we're making fun of the Kappas is one because they trash, but also because they handled this so badly. You know, because you know the organization doesn't have. I believe this is the only organization that doesn't have honorary members. Hmm. If they had, if there were honorary members in Kappa Alpha Psi, Boozy Badass would have to be the one. Yep. You can't tell me, and this is the divide: is that very rarely does a does an organization have this have a relation a direct relationship with the person whose music they they step to. Y'all need to come up with something for them. You know, Roger Troutman. You know, with the Sigmas, Roger Troutman died. You know, yep. uh, so they can't so they can't really shout him out all the time doing mobiles. Better believe the Omega shout out George Clinton every chance they get. Nigga. <laughs> Nigga, I would, I would, you know, and all um, oh shit, the 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 Zaynas with cameo. Yep. I'm sure some of them niggas still living. I'm sure some of them niggas been to a Greek function. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't act like I'm. I'm. The, the alphas have single handedly been the breath of life to crime mob. Crime mob. And knuck if you buck. And back in the day, Vanilla Ice. Really. Ice Ice Baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Alphas were too cold. They were Ice Ice, the Ice Cold Brothers, the Alpha Phi Alpha. Volume 10, Pistol Grip Pump. Pump, pump, pump. See, man, get the fuck out of here. Fuck them niggas. Y'all don't know how to, y'all don't know how to salute y'all's roots, man. Oh, solo cup colored niggas. <laughs> Not solo cup colored niggas, dude. Yes, man. 
And you know what? And, and that's the thing. That's such a waste of a perfectly of, of a perfectly good classic song. Um, you know, I, I hate that that song is just wasted on these niggas, man. This is one of the greatest cookout songs. One of the greatest cookout songs ever. And it's wasted on a bunch of niggas sliding, shimmying, eating, eating air pussy. Stop! Just stop it! Just stop it! It's a waste. Just stop it! Shout out to P Funk, man. Moving on from them niggas, man. And, and you know, oh, and I have to, I have to mention this because of my, because of my niggas, and they would kill me if I didn't mention this and didn't hold it down for them. They did this on the, and they they started this shit on the day on the Sigmas. Founders Day. Mm. That's some disrespectful shit because y'all just had to have the attention because nobody gave a fuck about y'all candy cane swinging asses. Shout out. So, uh, shout out to all my fraternities and sororities, but definitely shout out to my niggas from Five Beta Sigma. Shout out to Euphonic. Shout out to Roy. Shout out to Kuda. Uh, shout out to Phil Will, who is an avid member of Team Oz. Who shouts us out and tags us and everything? Shout out to the middle five beta sigma. Shout out to my sister Tanza. Love y'all. Love y'all to death. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep holding it down. Fuck them cappers. Y'all doing what y'all supposed to do, bro. Wait, we gotta get that one off. Hold on, gotta get that one off. Ah. I hope all my niggas that are listening to this show, all my Sigma niggas, got up and hopped one and got one off. Rep for, for y'all's founders. Love y'all to death. Uh, we can go ahead. We can move on to the next thing. <laughs> y'all never hear me play music in the middle of the fucking show. I'm taking this content to the next level, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't clear it. Did not clear it. Uh, don't oh, well. don't send us claims. Don't send us. Don't claim us. <laughs> we sorry. We won't do it no more. So um, uh, this did tie into a discussion that I wanted to have real quick about college. Okay. Uh, I saw this. I saw this discussion happening on the on the the news feed about how um, it was this person who noticed that a lot of people are divesting from college. Um, because let's be honest, you know, there's always been that Kanye generation that was that what that was the the college ain't for everybody, you know, people. Mm-hmm. But honestly, we're getting to a point where college is getting more expensive all the time, um, and it's getting harder to justify taking on debt for an economy where you're not promised to have a job in your field anymore. Right. Um. And honestly, there are more pe- more and more people now who are doing great not finishing college or not even attending college, creating a job more than finding one. Mark Zuckerberg, for, just so y'all know, Mark Zuckerberg did not finish Harvard. I, I worked in the financial services industry for 15 years. And a, a significant portion of that was working in small business services. Um... The one trait that most, most of the business owners, and I say when I say most, I mean almost everyone. Yeah. The one trait 
that almost all business owners had was that they did not go to college. What they did was, when they graduated high school or whatever, they went out into world into the world and created opportunities. And when I talked to them about that, they, they said, like, if you go to college so that you can pay for the right to work for someone else, that will mm. choose you and will pay you a salary that they feel they can afford. Sure. So imagine amassing $400,000 in college debt just for the right to work. Imagine paying $400,000 for the right to work for somebody and then making like $38,000 a year or something like that, you know, coming out of college. Like it's, it, there's not a balance there. There's not a balance. There's not. And you know, you can tell that it's, it's, a, it's a completely for-profit system that is intentionally designed to keep people in debt. And, and, and the whole thing, and that, that's why the argument they were having was, they're like, well, we shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Why, why, don't get mad at college, get mad at debt. That would be a great plan if the debt system in this country and the education system weren't intrinsically linked. They're all, the, 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 the economy and the education system are all in bed together. Yes. Let's let's keep it a buck about that. Just like just like how prison for profit, just, just like how prisons shouldn't be for profit, colleges should not be a business first, and they are. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, they are a business. They are corporations. This is why they lean so hard on the, on on creating an alumni class to keep donating money, right? To keep them in business. They're creating their own investors. Well, and it's and it's very yeah. I mean, it's absolutely it's so absolutely after smart. I, right, right. You know, Sally May is probably Sally May is obviously one of the biggest loan sharks in the country. Real talk. And they got it. I mean, they're it's just like thank you, we'll take it. You won't make enough money to pay us back in a reasonable amount of time, and that's exactly how we want it. So we're just catching money hand over fist. And meanwhile, people are led to believe that these jobs that they're getting are life-changing, life-altering jobs that will, you know, set them up for life. And, and the sad fact is, because we enjoy status markers. The sad part is, most of y'all who are graduating are not going to go into a field in which your degree was in. Most of you. Oh man, my my company is full of people that have mm-hmm. graduate degrees. Yeah graduate degrees that have their doctorates but they stay in this sector in the sales sector because the benefits are good and i can i can absolutely understand why people are divesting from college culture i am not trying to tell you whether or not it is good for you or not good for you i just know that it's perfectly okay if you decide that college is not what you want to do and you decide to go into the workforce force to start creating opportunities. I personally did not finish college. I've come very close to finishing college. Nor did I. Did not finish. Um, but I'm not going to say this too loudly. I currently make more money than my wife who has a graduate degree. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we got to keep that shit quiet. Don't gotta... say that too loudly. She has two graduate degrees. Please. But. Don't go fucking this up for us. 
but my point is it doesn't matter you know and and right. and and she works very hard at what she does and she's very good at what she does salute salute to Randall's wife man. I also work very hard at what I do Oz works very hard at what he does amen to me it's all about what you invest into making a living for yourself and if you feel like college is not what fits then you have every right to not do it and and don't feel ashamed not at all and it's backwards don't get mad at college don't get mad at college get mad at debt and don't get mad at people for not going to college and this whole thing about well she was like well if no one's going to college who's going to be our doctors and our lawyers that's a wonderful question yep ask your government ask the people you're voting into these positions yep that are in charge of asking these questions what they intend to do about it ask them what happened to apprenticeships <laughs> real talk like not internships apprenticeships. apprenticeships internships don't promise you that you're ever going to be shit yep what's wrong with someone going like leaving high school and this is going to sound crazy to, to y'all who have been indoctrinated in this what's wrong with leaving high school and going straight to work for a doctor and being an apprentice for like 10 years until you can do your own practice imagine that are you telling me over the course of 10 years if you worked under the wing of a doctor or a team of doctors that you could not learn everything that is necessary to become your own doctor in your own right you could you could and, and I'm just throwing out a number there it could be 5 years it could be 4 years right the numbers that they put out there for you to stay in school are, are really designed on, in part to maximize the amount of debt that you incur while you're in college. But the apprenticeship system, you know, back in the day, man, sometimes kids, before we had public education the way that we do, shit, you would leave the house at 10 or 11 and go apprentice for somebody to be a blacksmith or a carpenter Real or some talk. shit. And in a couple of years, you were running that shit yourself. That's, that's, man, that's all there we was need. a time when you could get out of high school and get a job good enough to buy a house. Yep, and maintain a family. Fresh out, the, out fresh out of school. I can't talk because I'm drunk now. Oh, I'm equally drunk. Um, but I, I think that's something to look into, and I think and I think this is another one of these things where, as we are going forward into new times, uh, we have to unlearn some of these things that we've been stuck with and question the nature of them uh, and we have to question uh, why we still hold on to some of these antiquated notions yep. and it's for the same reason that we hold on to anything because the because society is built upon keeping us buying things yep um, so I'm always saying that and it's always the goddamn truth um, what else is going on oh did you watch Surviving R. Kelly 2? <laughs> I started watching. <laughs> Couple of things about Surviving R. Kelly 2. Uh, one, is it just me or are R. Kelly's brothers creepier than he is? His brothers? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, the, the scary part is they have to be. Because I think if you are covering for someone... You actually have to be a little crazier than the person that's doing it. Facts. Because you know for a fucking fact that it's wrong. And you have to, like, rationalize how you're going to cover for them. That's true. That's true. You're right. And I feel like they spent a long time, even before R. Kelly became R. Kelly. I feel like they spent a long time covering for R. Kelly. A lifetime. Um, and we, oh, we did learn 
about more of R. Kelly spent a lot of his childhood being abused. He spent a lot because you know in the first one in, in the in the first season, we learned that I guess it was his sister. Yeah. That had molested him. Mm-hmm. In this in this new one we learned that a a, a a person in the neighborhood um molested him. That a person in the neighborhood, well, they, um, that he lured him and his brothers there, and he and through some twist of events, he had R. Kelly there. This is when he's like ten, I guess, and molested him, and they found out that same day that it happened, and they called the police. But and this is how niggas, This is how it used to be in the hood. Um, niggas and that niggas in the hood figured, found out, and pulled that nigga out of his house and beat the living fuck out of him. Yep. And the police showed up, and they dead ass turned turned their backs until the hood niggas was done whooping his ass, and then took him to jail. Damn. Real talk. This man spent a lot of, and I'm not making. Let me let me go ahead and say it now. I'm not making excuses for this nigga, but I am saying that something about this nigga was fated to be involved with sexual assault all his life because he spent what seems like most all of his childhood being molested to a point where he had to start thinking that this was commonplace. He had to. That's that's, that's fucking cold. That's true. And again, fuck this nigga. Because he's just doing the same thing to other people now. Because he's doing what, and I'm always saying that. Do you want to make things better, or do you want to just do the shit that was done to you? R. Kelly just wants to do the shit that was done to him, and he has made quite a motherfucking criminal enterprise out of it. Because... A lot of surviving R. Kelly too was about the fallout of the first surviving R. Kelly. He definitely has a criminal enterprise. It is a human trafficking Damn. criminal enterprise. Did you see where the two girls living in his house uh, fell out? Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, the two women, um, the two young girls that are living in this motherfucker's house, uh, they got into a fist fight. They were, I think they were arguing. I think it was on Instagram Live, maybe. But they got into a fight. One of them got taken away and took to jail. Wow. I don't know what happened to the other one. But they, they got into a fight specifically over them getting named in the documentary. And you can always tell who, who lost the fight. Because <laughs> it's always the one going, you going to jail! You going to jail? You fucked up this time. You fucked up. You went. You messed with the right one. You going to jail? Yeah, sounds about right. That's always the one who lost the fight. The one who won the fight never talking that shit. Mm-hmm. Well, the one who the, the one who won the fight looking at you. Are you done? <laughs> I bet you I whoop my ass. Exactly, but you can't whoop me though. Um, so I, oh man. I, and I think, of course, surviving R. Kelly too, because of the nature of the, the subject material, um, it's definitely going to cause another stir. 
and there are definitely going to be more people, more rats who flee from the ship. Because <laughs> that's all this is. You know, Tristan called it last year. I, yeah. I have to give her a credit. Tristan called the shit last year. She said that the that the money was running out. Yep. And that we were going to see more of these motherfuckers stepping up. And sure enough. That's the only fun part about watching this. Is just watching people just fall off left and right. It's a new tape out every week. How many? How many did this motherfucker? This motherfucker has so many tapes he didn't notice that so many of them were missing. My God, it's it's amazing. I'm I'm blown away, and that actually leads into I saw True Life Crime. Have you watched? Now have you watched this? Nah, I didn't get a chance to see it. So MTV has has started a new thing called True Life Crime, mm-hmm. which looks like it's hosted by Neve from Catfish. Okay. I love how they sued him and booted him up. They got him looking like Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> Neve need like Neve need a new job. He he might need a new job because I'm sorry, Catfish. And this is a Catfish fan. Catfish ain't the same without Max. Well, I didn't even realize Max wasn't. Max left. Uh, let's see. This is 2020. Max left sometime at the end of 2018. Oh shit. Max left to go be a real. Uh, 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 he would be a real director cause you know that was his thing yeah he directed uh, oh that stupid ass Zac Efron movie We Are Your Friends oh yeah okay I mean he he need, that was that wasn't a passion project clearly he needed the bag okay we let him make it right 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 so he finally left to go ahead and full time pursue uh, being a director and since then Neve has had just random guest people on the show or random people for, that are popular on like YouTube or whatever. Nick Young was on an episode. Wow. <laughs> Selena Ebanks was on an episode. But Nick Young, that was the one that fucked me Swaggy up. Swaggy P? Swaggy P was... Ch- Swaggy P caught Rich Dollar's nephew pretending to be Rich Dollar's to get women. And Swaggy P, who fucked around on on Iggy Azalea, was chastising this man. That shit was hilarious. That's, that was hilarious. That's crazy. So Neve is now doing True Life Crime, where they highlight some of these uh, mysterious deaths and uh, murders now. And the first episode they did was Kanika Jenkins. Damn. You know Kanika Jenkins is the one who's in Chicago in that hotel party. Yeah. And went missing for a few hours and ended up dead in the hotel freezer. Yes. The more you look at it, the worse this whole thing looks for everybody involved. Like, one, more and more this video of her stumbling through the hotel looks mad doctored. Yeah. Like, more and more people, people who deal in editing and video are like, that looked like somebody walking with her. This shit looks mad doctored. Why is there no camera footage of her walking in the freezer? There's a camera in literally every other corner of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Why does the hotel manager look so fucking calm when he finds the body? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of shit that don't add up. Why Why did it take them hours to look at camera to, to go and look at the camera footage and realize they have cameras in every corner of the hotel? Nobody thought of that first. Those are all good questions. And all the people who asked these questions who were there that night, not all of them, but a lot. There, it turns out some of the people that you're watching 
on true life crime retelling this story have since turned up dead. Oh. I shit you not. Damn. That's a that's a heavy motherfucking pill to swallow. Damn. Especially when you know like Ferguson protesters have ended up dead. Yeah. I think we're on I think we're on number like four or five with the Ferguson protesters. And it's it's crazy to me and it was worth talking about to me. We're running a little long. Okay. But, um it's crazy to me because I just think it's wild that like MTV and BET because they showed this simultaneously on MTV, BET, and VH1, are behind the times because we've got citizen journalists and citizen detectives yep. bringing back this kind of these kind of uh, true crime sagas on podcasting, mm-hmm. and for a few years now, like I didn't get into the first wave of it with like serial and making a murder because honestly, those were too white for me. So I can't I can't deal with episode after episode of y'all just coming into the motherfucking realization. <gasps> you mean the police doctored the evidence? Oh my god. You mean the police intimidated witnesses? The hell you say? But we're coming into a new generation where people are a little more savvy and you have good you, you have quality podcasting like uh Oh, what what's the, I I my coworkers just turned me on to it called um uh my favorite murder. Mm. Uh where it's two it's two white women who talk about a different mysterious murder uh every week. And now the the funny thing with them is that they have fan mail that's usually women talking about the time that they almost got murdered. Like they they have women send in they like women send them letters about that one guy that was following them down the street, and then the next week, and then they ran home, and then the next week they turned on the TV, and that motherfucker just got caught putting girls in the fucking basement. White people must be stopped. White people must be fucking stopped. Um. So yeah, but yeah, shout out to my favorite murder. I, I'm I'm getting onto that. I like them. They're like they're like the true crime version of a. Uh, like horrible decisions like <laughs> okay <laughs> sold I fucks with it um so yeah I and the Kanika Jenkins thing has never sat right with me because whether you believe and I didn't know how many people actually believe that this girl just made some bad decisions and ended up dead mysteriously <clears throat> that there was no foul play here nobody just mysteriously ended up dead have you seen that body like the way they found that body? No. The the shoe her shoe is her shoe and socks is all are off. They're all not anywhere next to the body. There's blood all over her. This didn't happen by somebody just being drunk and falling. She fell and bumped her head. No. And her shoes and socks flew across. Flew through. off. No, that don't happen. Y'all don't watch enough viral videos to know it takes hella impact for somebody to get hit and their shoes fly off. And socks. And socks. No, that no. Some some shit happened and everybody involved failed that little girl. A lot I will say everybody because it's crazy out here for everybody. Everybody's trying not to get murdered. But a lot of people involved in that situation failed that little girl. Uh there's even there's still I didn't know there's still that hot that hot take that that girl who threw the party sold sold that little girl out for two hundred dollars. 
Mm. And that somebody did indeed take her down there. Man. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot going on. I gotta come off that bullshit, man. Yeah, man. Look out for each other, man. Just in 2020, we gotta start watching each other's backs. Look out for each other. Um, use these GPSs and location and location finders on your phones. Have somebody keeping up with you. Be keeping up with somebody at all times. I'm just saying, man. I I don't have all the answers, and I know that shit probably didn't come out the smoothest. But goddamn, look out for each other, man. Uh, post your shit on keep posting your IG stories and shit man let somebody know where the fuck you at um uh I, I got man that that's just so crazy I gotta I gotta unpack some mess real quick to, to wash that to wash that out of my mouth so you know Future took Lori Harvey out for on, on vacation for her birthday and now people are starting to notice that he takes all his women on the same bum ass vacation mm-hmm. Uh, for their birthday. Don't worry, she'll be pregnant soon. <laughs> <coughs> if Lori Harvey has a plan, I want to know what it is. Look, y'all. Lori Harvey is the new Amber Rose. Lori Harvey wow. is... She's beautiful. Very beautiful. But she also... Uh, forgive me y'all for saying this. She doesn't mind being passed around. She making some wild ass decisions. You know, she 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 knows very well what she's doing, and um, it's just unfortunate that someone that lovely is making some wild ass decisions. She's you know, linking up with a human STD. It's it's tragic, and we're not shaming her. We're shaming future. Yeah. As he should be. I'm just disappointed in her choices, that's all. Have you heard the new Drake and Future joint? I have. I've even seen the video. Life is good. <laughs> it's exactly what you think it would sound like. It's exactly what a Drake and Future joint would be. Yeah. The video is actually pretty cool. I did like the video. Yeah. They were working regular ass jobs and shit. I like that. Drake's hands confirmed that he's never done a second of manual labor. In his None. Life. None. This nigga ain't never done real physical labor. Even, not even, unless it's in the gym. Not even that. Oh, he got the gloves on. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Future, Future probably has done some mad regular jobs. I mean, he's ashy, so he, he's, you know, <laughs> all ashy niggas have had regular jobs at some point in their lives. So. Holler at me. Um, so, yeah, there's that, and, uh, um, not that, not that we're not gonna unpack it, but uh, just so y'all know, because we did follow the story for a while. Uh, April and Lil Fizz broke up. Hmm. Okay. And April ended up on Fox Soul. What the fuck is Fox Soul? I've never heard of that station. Oh my god! And they got some old, they got some old, old black lady with too much Botox on there, <laughs> uh, trying to be Wendy Williams, dog. April wasn't giving her shit. That was that was the funny thing about the interview. She was like, I I really like she she wanted to, she wanted her to tell everything about B2K, about whether or not they was fighting, about whether or not Raz B got molested again. Just say it's anything. Okay. She wasn't telling them shit. That was uh, quickly. Uh but yeah, so there's that. I just needed a little mess to rinse out my palate for All the good. next for the next segment. Um we're gonna take a quick break. 
we're pretty drunk. We're gonna be back. We're gonna be back with uh, more foolishness and fuckery. You are experiencing opinions while black. Sober conversation with the very least sober team in podcasting. Very least. Pour up. And we are back. Barely. We are black. Sometimes. We are opinionated. Highly. And we are drunk. I can't even keep my head up. On a Monday. I got a lift later. Like, that's just, like what, what other podcast is doing this for y'all? What other podcast shows up on a Monday night and, and has this shit out for Tuesday morning? Who does that? Drunk. Drunk. Who does that for y'all? We do. Because we love y'all. We also love ourselves. We love ourselves, too. This is liquid therapy. <laughs> Team Oz. And also, yes, Team Oz holds it down. Uh, so shout out to y'all Shout out to y'all for the engagement um, Somebody told us to chill the fuck out About uh, banging on Wale Nope <laughs> She was like leave Wale alone Cause y'all don't keep Y'all didn't keep that same energy about Ari Lennox When she went on her rant Unsubscribe The difference is Fuck Wale <laughs> Unsubscribe <laughs> no, I really don't know. Subscribe. No, for real. No. Shout out. Uh, who was that? Who was that to set that shit? Shout out to Darth Kanji Sin. Um, here's the difference, Kanji. By the way, I've been following Kanji Sin on the Instagram. She's mad cool. Um, she has a fun Instagram. I like it. She does. She does. She has a good time. Her Insta stories are pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but here's the difference, Kanji. Ari Lennox gave us Shea Butter Baby. Wale gave us Lotus Flower Bomb. Hmm. <laughs> when was the last time you were singing Lotus Flower Bomb? Fuck. <laughs> Wale. <laughs> Shit. Oh, boy. Um, there's that same energy. <laughs> so there's that same energy. I think that counts as a listener letter. (laughs) And now it is time for White People Must Be Stopped. Um, We have a special White People Must Be Stopped uh, edition. We have a special edition. Uh, We have to give a special shout out. This is is the Black Woman is God edition. Bruh. Because we have to give a very special shout out to a very special uh, Black woman um, who has had a huge landmark in stopping white people uh, this queen, month. The queen of the come up. The princess of the come the up. Princess the princess of, of the come up. The former princess. The former duchess of the come up. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Meghan Markle. Skirt, skirt. Meghan Markle, for those of you that don't know what the fuck we're talking about, Meghan Markle and, well, Prince. former Prince Harry mm-hmm. have decided... To break ties with the royal family uh, and pursue their own uh, path to becoming independently wealthy. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't have the quote in front of me, and, and I. But we can sum it up. You basically summed it up. We can sum it up, and basically he was like, "Look, this shit's getting a lot of attention. This shit's getting real hot out here in the press, and uh, this overabundance." Of exposure to the press and the paparazzi is what killed. He was like, "Is what killed my mother." Yep, is what killed his mother, Princess Di. 
Uh, so for those of you that were maybe too young for that, Princess Di indeed died in a car accident fleeing from the paparazzi. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they also have to deal with just incessant racism from Facts. the media as well. There, there was something I saw that, that had side-by-side headline comparisons from Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle. And it, from the same it publication, it doesn't compare. And it's just like they—it's—it's it's just blatant. Like the British don't really have, like the U.S. is bad. The British really don't have any incentive to filter anything. True. So they'll—they'll they'll basically say anything. Um, so rightfully so. You and you know, you know, it was Megan's idea. Like, hey, hey, man. I don't know what you gonna do. Fuck these crackers. But I'm sick of this shit. We out this bitch. We all the way out this bitch. We going home where I know how to deal with my racism. And sure enough, uh, they're breaking out on their own. It's not like they really have her family to fall back on because her family is some fucking bums too. She gonna be alright. Um, and her family. Her, last I checked, her family was some bums trying to trying to uh, get that bag off of her. So they not falling back on them either. She gonna they, be they gonna get that. They gonna get the those Obama book deals. Walked away from the royal family. That's like what's her name giving up her immortality for Aragorn, nigga. Like, damn. Like that's for real. Damn. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what it is. Harry saw that uh, the men in that family married some fine ass women, and they don't age well. And the men don't age yeah, well. Yeah, boy. Because uh, who is it? Who is before it? Prince William? William. William ain't William ain't aged so well. He's starting to look like he's starting to look like a a, a worse looking Jerry Seinfeld. Like he's starting to look like Jerry Seinfeld ran off the Boca Raton and let wow. it go. Um, and he ain't trying to go out like that. I bet he the one he gonna be the one to keep the good looks too. Y'all, you got to to keep up that uh, man Meghan Markle fine, bro. And she got him trained too. Did you see the? There was a video clip from the red carpet of the Lion King release last year. So, uh, of course, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle on the red carpet. They ran into Beyonce because she's in the Lion King. Right. And they uh, and also there was Bob Iger, president of Disney. So, Meghan Markle's chopping it up to Beyonce because, you know, royalty and all that shit. Um, while she's doing that, Prince Harry, and someone has the captions for all this, this whole conversation, he goes over to Bob Iger. Mind you, Harry ain't got shit to do with show business. Sure. He just knows that he's married to Meghan Markle. So he goes to Bob Iger. You know, everybody's congratulating them on the good movie. Harry's about that business. He's like, hey, um, you know, my wife here, Meghan, you know, she's an actress, but she is also, she also does incredible voiceover work. You should really give her, you know, you should really, like, sign her with the, with Disney or whatever, put her on. And Bob Iger was like, <coughs> you could tell Bob Iger didn't know who the hell Meghan was. But he looked over Saw her talking to Beyonce. He was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll give her a shot." What? Why is Meghan Markle signed to Disney now? Hey. As a voice actress, she got that man trained. That's like. the bag. That's the bag. She know how to shop it around, bro. She's like, "Babe, while I'm talking to Beyonce, go get me some work." That's the god pussy right there. That's the god pussy. The black woman is god. The y'all. black woman is god. Let me tell you something. Uh. There are motherfuckers I'm not giving up soda for. <laughs> I have had girlfriends that could not get me to cut my beard. Like my they thought my beard was too long. Damn. They could not get me to cut my beard. So giving up royalty 
Yeah. Giving up royalty? Like, do you know how that translates for black people? Imagine imagine waking up one day being Prince Akeem mm-hmm. and then going and then waking up the next day being Prince Akeem who mops floors at yeah. McDowell's. That's like giving up the big piece of chicken, man. That's giving up the big piece of chicken. We ain't doing that. That's I'm not giving up my royal penis cleaners. That's the name of the episode. The big piece of chicken? The big piece of chicken. Because let me tell you something. I'm not giving up my royal penis cleaners. <laughs> not for nothing. If I wake up in the morning and have women cleaning the royal penis... I'm going to have that forever. As a matter of fact, my income is going to specifically go to maintaining the lifestyle of the women who clean my royal penis. I'm just saying, like, that you you don't have that and just go back. They, they say nobody really goes back in lifestyle. Nah. Like, the, the capitalism, free market capitalism is set up where your ass will find a way. The The... If you're up there, you'll stay up there. We've never seen any of these motherfuckers in 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 uh, on Capitol Hill go to poverty. We've never seen it. No. And whatever their last name is, they will be fine too. Right. Facts. I'm just gonna call them the Markles because I don't really know their last name. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, the Sussex. The I don't know. Yeah, I don't they got to give up something. I don't know what the royal last name is, but yeah, he'll he'll go. He'll be Harry Markle. <laughs> he'll be Harry Markle. It's cool. I'd be Harry Markle. Megan find a motherfucker. I want people to know exactly who exactly whose dick this whose whose dick this is. Alright. It's Megan's. God damn it. Uh send your racist stories. Uh your racist real life encounters along with your listener letters, questions for D. Randall and myself and any of our past guests. Uh and send it to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or Or you can go to opinionswhileblack.com. You can go to opinionswhileblack.com. You can click on the little email me thing. It will bring up an email document very quickly. And you can say what you gotta say. You can keep it you can tell us you want us you want to be anonymous or whatever. And we'll read on the show. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's that simple. Um we were gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with the final uh, uh, segment. <laughs> Jesus, I'm drunk. Got him. Uh, with the final segment, you are listening to Opinions While Black, Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. Whew. We are black. Certainly. We are opinionated. Highly. And we are faded. I am on fumes. We are faded on Monday night. I got up this I got up this morning after leaving the holiday party at like 1 30. Damn. Uh you had to work today, didn't you? Got up, had to open. Ooh. Uh had to had to open. Had to do this bullshit inventory. And uh jump right off, jump right over here, uh, to get the pot. That's how I do it for for Team Oz. That's the dedication that I have, that we have, to consistency. Getting it cracking. Keeping it consistent for y'all because we know that y'all like that. Um, 
It's time for the top three STFUs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. Mm. Jillian Michaels. We have a new contender. I don't think I've ever I've, I've ever shout out Jillian. I haven't Michaels. heard from her in a while. What's she what's she been up to? It's the same old shit she always been up to. Fat shaming. Jillian Michaels is like the Captain Planet of fat shaming. God damn. Like wherever there is where, wherever there is any kind of obesity, she will show up to make you feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I know. Really, I don't think it's cute either. Fuck her. I hate that show. This man said the Captain Planet of fat shaming. Real dead ass, and not even like the 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 superhero version, like the Don Cheadle. I'll turn you into a fucking tree version. Damn. Um. So Jillian Michaels was on some bum ass show. Uh, she was on some bum ass uh like. Internet show. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter who was interviewing her because I don't know that person either. But fuck her too, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, but basically, Jillian Michaels mm-hmm. is talking about Lizzo. The Lizzo hate has gone so far that y'all dug up bum ass Jillian Michaels. Mm. Who the fuck watches The Biggest Loser? I'll wait. No, I won't. People, we'll- who, people who are into fat shaming. Okay, fair enough. Um, moving on, Jillian Michaels went on to basically say, why are we focused on, uh, this girl's weight and why are we celebrating her being fat? Why aren't we focused on the music and said, and I am not kidding about this. It's not going to be funny when she gets diabetes. Y'all, this is what I'm fuck I'm talking about. For those of y'all that try to convince me that people don't hate Lizzo because she's fat. This is what I'm talking about. The fat shaming and the Lizzo hate has gotten so bad. Y'all unearthed this uh, this this loony white bitch um, uh, to say some really unnecessary shit. And the fact that the host didn't do anything to defend this and then turned around and got on Twitter and said that she did that that Jillian Michaels thoughts didn't represent hers. You sure weren't in a hurry to say that shit on the show. Keep the same energy. You know, my so my, fuck her too. My whole thing is part part of Lizzo's mystique, or part of the reason why she is as popular as she is, is because Lizzo knows what she's look what she looks like, and she is perfectly fine with it. A hundred percent. And if she's fine with it, who the fuck are you? Exactly. I'm just saying, Jillian Michaels, you ain't perfect either. You ain't the arbiter. No, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna do one worse. I have been convinced until to until like like now that the real Jillian Michaels was being kept in a basement somewhere. So I used to work in. So I used to work in the DVD department, mm-hmm. and we got tons of these bum ass Jillian Michaels Biggest Loser DVDs that nobody ever fucking bought. Um, I think it's telling that nobody's really buying workout DVDs anymore. It's YouTube. Exactly, that too. And also in Beachbody, they have like their own streaming service now. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, but they had these bum ass biggest loser videos and all of them had Jillian Michaels doing the same like two poses. <laughs> and I was convinced that they were keeping Jillian Michaels in a basement somewhere and they just took like two or three pictures of her 
and they just keep and for what like like when it was Jillian Michaels getting down with the kids doing hip hop abs or whatever mm-hmm. they just cut and pasted like Barbie they just cut and pasted some fucking uh, step up outfit on her I just and cut and pasted I, I didn't think Jillian Michaels was real for a long time she's you know she's always been kind of an asshole but I just I just have to go back to man like if if Lizzo's yeah, all, good with it you ought to be good with it all of us in some way shape form or fashion have relatively we have moments where we have relatively unhealthy lifestyles like for, like right now Oz and I are both drunk that's fuck that is not healthy but we're perfectly fine with that and if we're fine with it, you'll be fine with it. And we're moderate with it because we only do this shit probably once a week. Yeah. And and Lizzo only gets fucked with by everybody. And she's stated on record and off record that she is perfectly fine with who she is. And she completely embraces it. So, unfortunately, Jillian Michaels, your opinion doesn't mean shit. And, and let me tell you another thing. For everybody to want to talk about how unhealthy they think Lizzo is... Have you seen Lizzo's live show? Lizzo be getting down, sweating her motherfucking ass off with with some of the best dancers in the business. Who are also big girls too. And don't bat an eyelash about it. And get off that and man, that they're doing they're doing at least ten to fifteen to twenty minutes of high impact interval training. That's what that's what a dance number basic. That's what it basically is. It's yep. a dance number. Yep. Cause I cause I can only I max out in about fifteen to twenty minutes before I have to stop. I do about twenty five to thirty minutes a day, but they if they 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 laugh at me, and I work out five days a week. So shut the fuck up. All the way up. All the way up. Her mouth is a little too large for her head, so she should shut her whole head. She should up. shut all the way the fuck up. It's a, and then white women just—it's always something wrong with the. It's always something wrong with white people. It's always they make up shit to be wrong with them. Anyway. Y'all, y'all be y'all y'all make up such excuses for shit to be wrong with y'all. Remember when Anthony Weiner decided that he that he had to go to a rehab center because he was addicted. To sexting, sexting on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was wrong with you before Twitter? He was probably doing much worse shit. Facts. So yeah, Jillian Michaels, fuck off. Shut the fuck up. Mind your fucking business and leave Lizzo the fuck alone. First, and that's the other thing. I bet Lizzo got hands. Uh, I bet none of y'all are trying to say this to Lizzo's face. She from Mo City, you know she got hands. Lizzo got motherfucking hands. Shout out to Lizzo. Uh, I bet anything. If y'all, if y'all, if y'all, if y'all fuck with Lizzo like that online, tag her in this shit and tell and 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 tell her to let Oz know whether or not she got hands. Cause I bet she does. I bet she'll whoop. I bet she'll walk all up and down Jillian Michaels' motherfucking ass. You know what's his name in on Game of Thrones? Thought he could whoop the mountain too. That that yeah. Shit did not come to that pass. Did, that did not work out. Not at all. Watch your mouth, Jillian Michaels. Uh, also, I am. I am just butter. I am just kind of buttering her up because uh, Lizzo could get the pipe. Um, number two, Amanda Seals. 
Actually, this is a joint L. Yeah, again, they got that's good. This is a joint L because Amanda Seals and Lonnie Love got to hold this L. So, Amanda Seals has just been added to the reel, and much like when you when you find out your best friend is in your class, is in your class with you, and you get to cut up. Lion Love doesn't know what the fuck to do with herself. And I get it. I understand and I I, I, I understand and kind of support it only because Lonnie Love has always been the outlier on a show that is mostly uh light skinned girls trying to be step for wives. Yep. Um or whatever the fuck Jeannie Mai is with Jeezy. Um and so she's always been the odd person out. And so Amanda Seals doesn't necessarily think like that. So she's happy to have somebody that's closer to her way of thinking. Yeah. That isn't always talking about their fucking husband 24-7. Um, having said that, you can tell that Amanda Seals has had a mental effect on Lonnie Love. Like Lonnie Love jumped out that gate with this shit about one, they were getting on Joe Budden because they sw- because they said he was defending Kevin Hart cheating yep. when he wasn't. He was just saying that he uh, th- that he understands that he was trying to understand the mentality of someone cheating. Right. Um. And the so basically, um, then they went on to say that Lonnie Love went on to say that she feels like a lot of black men. Um, don't know how to be in meaningful monogamous relationships because of slavery. I will repeat that. Black men don't know how to be in monogamous relationships. She didn't say all black men. I know she didn't say all black men. So chill the fuck out before y'all start that shit. I'm not, not all black men, dude. So leave me the fuck alone. Um, but she did say a lot of black men don't know how to be in meaningful monogamous relationships because slavery taught them not to. A lot of black men don't know how to be in meaningful monogamous relationships because you say dumb shit like that. Facts. Granted, y'all, and and this is this is another talk for another day. But y'all, we can't blame everything on slavery, y'all. We can't blame everything on slavery. Sometimes, sometimes, yes. You know, people, and we have said before. Yeah. Wait, 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 not to cut you off. Yep, we have said before, because I know y'all gonna backtrack to this. Everything is about race. Correct. Every single thing is about race. We still stand by that. Correct. Not everything is about slavery. Not everything is about slavery. Yes, we. You know, a lot of us have inherited generational, intergenerational trauma, um, intergenerational intergenerational habits. Um, there are things that we have inherited that, that are learned practices that have been carried down. But God damn it, you can't blame everything on slavery. Sometimes, sometimes people just don't have, it could be something similar. Some people just don't have good social skills. They don't have the ability to socialize well. They don't have interpersonal relationships with people platonically that prevents them from being in more meaningful relationships. Sometimes it's because yo dumbass says dumbass shit like that and niggas don't want to fuck with you. Why don't why 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 aren't 
So what's the excuse when black women aren't in exactly. meaningful monogamous relationships? No, they're not in meaningful mo- monogamous relationships because of black men. Oh, well, well, okay. Fair some enough. someone with no, someone someone with her mentality feels that way. Right. The reason that she can't be in a good monogamous relationship with a black man is because of the black man himself. And and I want to be fair because what's her name from Queen and Slim said this, and I don't want to discount anybody's experience. If your experience with black with black men has been nothing but negative, I don't want to discount that. If you've been harmed, if you've been abused. Uh, your I don't want to minimize your voice, but that's not what we're talking about right now. At the end of the day, be with who you want to be with. Facts. But just realize that if you feel like the right person has not found you yet, it might be you. I just don't understand how it could be how for when it's us, it could be slavery. But I know plenty of women who can't who don't know how to be monogamous, don't know how to be in meaningful relationships. I know white people. Guess yeah. what? I it, oh oh oh. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Let me tell you something. If y'all think that the answer is white men, that white men are just out here holding it down unequivocally, y'all got another thing coming. Because not only will white will white boys uh, act a fool on you, white boys will act a fool on you to go viral. Hmm. You think the you think the white boys from from fucking jackass are out here or are, are out here uh, honoring and obeying? Mm. If you think Rob Deerdeck is out here being a meaningful being in a being meaningful and monogamous, Robin Thicke, <laughs> Robin Thicke fucked over one of the finest black women I have ever seen in my life. And the the other thing, Lonnie Love, when you when you align yourself with people like Amanda Seals, be careful with what your argument is, because Amanda Seals is not able to maintain a decent monogamous relationship because she's a piece of shit. Facts like that has nothing, that has nothing to do with slavery. She's an arrogant, egotistical piece of shit. Facts. She is a shit stain. She is like piss on a depends undergarment. She it's is, true. She is garbage juice. Always take a second look at the people agreeing with you about a thing. Exactly. Uh, if yeah. Amanda Seals agrees with me, I have to take a second look at everything yeah. I thought. I have to backtrack everything. I need therapy. Facts. Uh, so Amanda Seals and Lonnie Love, I know y'all found a little, a little sisterhood amongst yourselves. On the real, mm-hmm. uh, separate from the, from the Stepford wives, but shut the fuck up. Yeah, just hold that one together. Hold that L in unison. Um, and Amanda Seals, I realize you haven't really said anything yet of note on that show yet, but here's a preemptive: shut the fuck up. <laughs> really, honestly, she's another one. Like her and Derek Jackson, are about at the same level for me. Um, and the number one person who can shut the fuck up, we have a returning champion, y'all. We haven't heard from this nigga in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, Adrian Broner. Wow. Um, God damn. So Adrian Broner has, Adrian Broner apparently took a break from getting punched in the head, um, to jump in 
Is that bad baby? Bad Bobby? It's bad. I just say bad baby. Bad baby? Okay. The Catch Me Outside girl. Bad. She So Adrian Broner jumped off in Bad Baby's uh, Instagram DMs. Yep. Uh, why is this of note? Because Bad Baby is 16 years old. <laughs> and Adrian Broner is 30. a solid 30 years old. He is literally twice her age. Um, and he tried to say that she didn't look uh, 16 in her uh, in her Instagram. Yep. This is a lie. She looks 14. She looks very 14. She looks exactly like every woman, every little girl who has ever cussed Maury out. Dead ass. Nothing about her looks old. Nothing. Nothing about her looks mature. She doesn't even look fully. No, none of that. None of that. None of that. And you talking about text me crazy girl. That's even a lame. That's a lame opening line. That's that's some shit that you say when you don't know if she's legal or not, and you're just trying to be playful about the shit. That's some shit you say. On, that's some shit you say on Facebook when you want when you're trying to make everybody know that y'all talk. Dumbass. Dummy. That's dumbass said that he he faults Instagram for not having people's ages on their profiles. That's exactly the logic of somebody who has been banned from uh, Uber. Because here's the wild part. If she was like exactly 18 years old, this nigga would have been still trying to hide. He'd still be in her fucking DM. And he's still too old for her. Get the fuck out of here. Adrian Burner's a fucking moron. And he's already he's already been convicted of or you know, in order to pay fines for sexual assault. Like Oh he, yeah, he, he's he's known for this shit. So yeah, um, I'm not surprised at anything Adrian Broner does or attempts to do with an underage woman. Um, he just needs to stop getting his ass whooped in the ring now. I was well that too, that too. And, and, and you know, I I want black people to start winning boxing matches again. I want that to be a thing in 2020. I want us to come back and start prospering in boxing matches because Anthony Joshua got his ass laid out too. Yeah, we don't need Adrian Broner to win though. Oh yeah, no, we don't. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I'm still Team Joshua. I, I, I yeah. he got his ass laid out, and I, I want him to redeem himself <laughs> from that because he seemed like an all right dude. Yeah. This motherfucker, I, I want him to get laid out again. Yes. Uh, Adrian Broner, uh, shut the three round fuck up. Shut, shut the, shut the Ivan and Victor Drago fuck up. Damn. <laughs> the I must break you. Shut the, the fuck I up. must break you. Shut the fuck up. Oh my God! I, as a matter of fact, I, I I bet at this point Michael B. Jordan could give him hands. Oh, probably so. <laughs> probably so. Ain't a piece of fat on that man's body. Fuck you, dude. fuck you, Michael B. Jordan, being physically superior to everyone. Fuck you. Oh man, D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Man, we survived it. <laughs> Team Oz. Thank y'all so much. We we needed this. Um, it was an interesting Monday for me. Uh, it's been interesting going back to work for D. Randall. Oh shit. D. Randall's definitely had some things going on uh, in and out in and out of his personal life. Um, and uh, you know, I just want to I just want to say on on air that uh, myself and Team Oz. Uh, salute you and we support you through everything and um, 
you know, and you know, I, I we do this. We do this. One, we've done this once a week for two years. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely consider you a close and dear personal friend. Yeah, Anything you need, I got you. I'll just tell everyone, you know, make sure you stay healthy. Um, do everything you can to keep your family healthy too. Real talk, especially as black people, because it's it's one thing to you know it's one thing to take care of your family. It's another thing to take care of them when there are you know illnesses and ailments involved. So. Take care of yourself, y'all. Real talk. Stop drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> Says the least sober team in podcasting. <laughs> in fairness, we only do this once yeah. a week. Um, maybe twice this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, thank you guys. Thank you guys for the love and support, uh, for understanding. We did get this out late. Uh, y'all ain't paying for this shit, so y'all don't mind. Shit. Y'all good? Y'all, <laughs> y'all straight. Um... Y'all gonna need it Tuesday morning just as much as you needed it Monday yep. morning. Um, so we thank you. We love we love you. We're gonna have more things, more good things on the way. Uh, just stick with us, and uh, it's gonna be a fun 2020. Hey, shout out to the Texans. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, wait. Before we okay, wait a minute. So I want to understand, y'all. You know, Houston fans and and the anti-Houston people. I'm gonna get this out real quick. Are hilarious. Because they want me to feel bad that because the whole, the whole point of playoffs is that the Kansas City Chiefs are one of the best teams in football. Mm-hmm. They're at least top five, and I'm not gonna feel bad that a top five team beat us. I'm not. I'm not. They did what they were supposed to do. They did what they were supposed to do. We were always the underdogs in that situation, and we got our underdog asses whooped. I don't feel bad about that from niggas who support teams that did not even sniff the playoffs. Mm. I will. I refuse to let a Dallas Cowboys fan. Shout to the Saints fans. Although, I mean, well, the Saints fans, they hold it down. They don't give a fuck. Okay. They don't give a fuck. If, if Saints did go to the Super Bowl, they never go to the Super Bowl again. They're rooting for the Saints. Fuck so the, fuck the Cowboys. So. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Patriots. Oh, All y'all. That's on Crip. Are the Patriots even in the playoffs? They're in the playoffs. No, the Patriots lost already. Oh, yeah, the Patriots lost. They already got How you going to make fun from outside the playoffs? <laughs> you didn't even get in. I'm saying. Y'all got the most shit to say. Y'all was the first one sitting on the couch watching the playoffs. Mm. Suck my dick. Suck my dick, Cowboys fans. Suck my dick, Dallas Cowboys. Suck my dick, Jason Garrett. Suck my dick, um, uh, Bill Belichick. Wow. Suck my dick, Robert Kraft. I hope you get. I, I hope you do time for fucking. Uh, uh, what was he doing? I hope you. I hope you do time for uh, getting yeah, getting sure. rubbing tugs from underage loushing girls. Suck my dick, nigga. Hey. And this has been episode seventy-two <laughs> of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I have been D. Randall. As always, forever imparting titties. God damn it. <laughs>